When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Ridge. This is Straight to the Bank. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. This episode is all around personnel, snap share data for all 32 teams. I walk you through which personnel groupings each team uses who's playing in those groupings, and the players you may want to buy low on or sell high on based on if they're on the field, when they're on the field, and their opportunity to score fantasy points. This is a long one, so I'm sorry for not getting through this stuff a little bit faster, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think there is lots of great information within all of this data, so I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it right now. Now let's kick this thing off with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, they have had Joshua Dobbs as their quarterback, and the results have varied for many players on this team. Leading the way in terms of snaps, of course, is Marquise Hollywood-Brown playing 91% of the snaps, but maybe to not too many people's surprise, Michael Wilson continues to see more and more snaps each and every week. He has seen 74% of Arizona's total offensive snaps. He is the he is third in snaps in terms of playing in three wide receiver sets, but he is second in terms of playing in two wide receiver sets. So definitely you want to have Michael Wilson on your rosters, trading for him as a piece in a package, because once Kyler Murray comes back, there could be plenty more opportunities for Michael Wilson. So definitely hold on to him. When you're looking at the tight ends, Zach Ertz, 66% of snaps, Trey McBride, 42%, and Jeff Swaim, yuck, 34% of the total offensive snaps for the Arizona Cardinals. That's not great. You know, we we're hoping to see a little bit more from McBride this season. Ertz has been fine and continues to be there. But I think the most encouraging sign from the Cardinals so far, when you talk about formation, when you talk about who's getting snaps, Michael Wilson is definitely the guy you want to pay attention to and the guy that you want to be trading for because there could be plenty more opportunities for him to come this season when Kyler Murray comes back and as well in years to come. Now, when talking about the Atlanta Falcons, it's very easy to talk about Kyle Pitts, talk about John New Smith. Both players playing over 60% of snaps so far this season. I know people are concerned to some degree about Bijan Robinson not really producing for fantasy, but to be fair to him, he is playing on 73% of snaps. Algiers only playing on 37%. So that is definitely an encouraging sign overall to have Bijan be playing a large majority of snaps, even if the opportunities aren't necessarily there. That is an encouraging sign for us in fantasy football. And then as well, Drake London playing 87% of snaps. And while the results have been there more recently, it's important to note that he has been on the field a lot. Matt Collins is second in snaps with 58%. But this past week, what was really interesting was that Drake London played 83% of snaps and Matt Collins was the next highest receiver at 34%. No other wide receiver played more than 34% of the snaps. It was a lot of Drake London, mostly in two wide receiver sets. He didn't play as much as Matt Collins and even Scotty Miller in three wide receiver sets, but that's okay. As long as he is getting the targets, he'll be more than fine and playing 87% of snaps. That is an encouraging sign. Bijan continues to see a ton of snaps, and that is good for him, for his long-term prospects, for his 
potential at scoring fantasy points. You got to be on the field to score. And while he hasn't scored a ton, he's definitely playing the snaps we want to see from a bell cow running back. So definitely lots of great things to see from B. John Robinson. And Kyle Pitts is coming on strong, but Johnny Smith is still definitely viable with both of them being over 60% of snaps. Now getting into the Baltimore Ravens, There's not a whole lot to see here. It's kind of the usual suspects, right? You have Nelson Aguilar has been playing 55% of snaps, and that part of that is because Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham have been in and out of the lineup. Both those guys only at 44% so far throughout the season. Devin DuVernay is getting involved a little bit as well at 25%, but it's Zay Flowers, it's Mark Andrews, and that's really the only takeaway here. Zay Flowers has played 90% of the offensive snaps for the Baltimore Ravens. He's played the most snaps in two wide receiver sets. He's played the most snaps in three wide receiver sets. He is playing a ton. Size is not an issue for Zay. He is going to play and play a lot. 90% is exactly what you want to see from the leading target getter on the Baltimore Ravens. But I think from a deep fantasy perspective, unless for some reason one of these guys emerges, you don't really want any of them on your roster. It's a lot of roster cloggers, whether you're talking about Aguilar, Bateman, Beckham, and especially at running back, Gus Edwards, 47%, Justice Hill, 33%. Like, it's really, really gross at running back right now. I think when you're looking at the auxiliary pieces, it's Mark Andrews, it's Zay Flowers, and that's literally it. The rest of the guys could be traded, could be on the bench, could be dropped. Like, there's no reason to own any of them. It's just very encouraging to see Zay Flowers play this many snaps, and obviously the production is only getting better for him for fantasy football, and I think will only continue to get better throughout the rest of the season. Now getting into the Buffalo Bills, right? A running back room that is very clouded, especially now, not knowing, do they bring in another running back? There was rumors of Leonard Fournette. Of course, there is still the Dawson Knox Galton Kincaid conundrum. And what's going on there when you're looking at three wide receiver sets, so one running back, one tight end, Dawson Knox has doubled the snap share of Kincaid. And now he is still a young rookie tight end, and we expect him to get on the field at some point. And they're playing very similarly in two tight end sets, so they're still playing pretty much the same amount of snaps. Kincaid is actually slightly out snap knocks in two tight end sets. Now, of course, they don't really have any other tight ends of consequence. So, of course, most of them are going to be playing in almost every single two tight end set. So that is definitely worth noting as well. Of the 127 two tight end sets, Dalton Kincaid has been in on 121 of them, and Knox has been on 113. Now, when you're talking about the wide receivers, you have Trent Sherfield, Khalil Shakur, and Deontay Hardy, all playing between 76 and 66 snaps in three wide receiver sets, so they are rotating. Sherfield does seem to have the slight edge with a 33% snap share overall, and playing a little bit in two wide receiver sets. The only player who is playing in two wide receiver sets who is not Gabe Davis or Stephon Diggs. Obviously, those two guys are playing in three wide receiver sets and two wide receiver sets at an extremely high rate. So that, of course, is going to happen, and we fully expect that. And it's one of the reasons why I was very much in on Gabe Davis. Like, Kincaid was drafted, and that was fine, but we all knew that they needed to add weapons, and, I mean, they didn't really, so it was going to be the Gabe Davis show. I talked about it on a show a long time ago when I talked about wide receivers and guys who could be a little bit undervalued. Davis has been fine. You don't really want to start him every week, but he's kind of been a guy that you almost have to start as a flex option, depending on your league. You know, deeper formats, you're probably starting Davis. I think you would look to Sherfield as a guy who could be something down the stretch, especially if he's playing more. Like I mentioned, 33% snaps. He is playing more snaps than Shakir and Hardy. And the biggest reason why you potentially want to have him is that he is playing some snaps in two wide receiver sets, which we cannot say about Shakir, who's played zero, and Hardy, who's only played six, where Sherfield has played 26. And part of the reason is because he is 
is a slightly different archetype receiver and in my opinion could be a potential buy so look out for Sherfield kind of going forward through six weeks he is definitely an option for this Buffalo Bills team and a player that you know coming from that Shanahan system has shown flashes not a ton but definitely worth noting on a team that definitely needs pass catching weapons desperately for Josh Allen so Sherfield could be a guy you want to look for I wouldn't be too worried about Kincaid, though. Knox is going to play a little bit more. He's the veteran. He knows the system. Kincaid's still playing a ton in two tight end sets, but is losing some snaps right now to Dawson Knox. He is playing more in these three wide receiver sets, and that's okay. Hopefully that changes throughout the season, but definitely not discourage what we've seen from Kincaid. The bigger issue really is the running back room and how much does James Cook ultimately get. He's still playing 57% of snaps. So that's encouraging, but Lat Murray's still at 28%, so not terrible overall for either guy. I think we kind of expected that to happen. We just hope to see a little bit more production production from James Cook overall. One somewhat encouraging sign when you're talking about Bryce Young is that fact that the Panthers are playing 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets, 86% of snaps this season. Now they've been down in games a ton and that's a big factor as well, but playing three wide receiver sets at an 86% rate has to be one of the highest in the NFL. When you're talking about receivers playing those spots, Adam Thielen, of course, 89% of snaps, DJ Shark, 69% of snaps, Jonathan Mingo, 65%, and Terrace Marshall at 48%. Majority of the time in those sets, it is Mingo, Shark, and Thielen, of course, with Shark and Mingo outside, Thielen being on the inside in the slot. When you're talking about 12 personnel, two tight end sets, it has been mostly Shark and Thielen. Outside of that, though, not a lot of major takeaways. When we're talking about tight ends, Hayden Hurst is really the only guy worth mentioning. He's playing 56% of snaps, 238 of the 427, and 215 of those has been the only tight end in those three wide receiver sets. Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas, virtually irrelevant. Those guys aren't playing a ton. And overall, Hurst is really the only guy you'd want there. Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders... I mean, they're both playing 48, 46% of snaps. Hubbard is now out snapping Sanders because he has been hurt a little bit. But those two guys are not doing a ton. Those three wide receiver sets, they're going to pass the ball a ton. 70% pass rate when they are playing in those three wide receiver sets. So nothing really to note on the running back front. I mean, this team's going to pass. They're going to pass a lot. And down the line, you know, in future years, if they do move on from DJ Shark, we would probably see significant snaps from Mingo being the, you know, predominant outside wide receiver in this Carolina offense. Oh boy, the Chicago Bears, everyone's favorite offense now being run by Tyson Baggett, which is fine, I guess. We're going to see if he's better than Justin Fields, that's for sure. I mean, it's Cole Komet, 83% of snaps, DJ Moore, 93% of snaps, but maybe you can make the small case for Darnell Mooney as a buy low. He's playing almost as many snaps in three wide receiver sets as DJ Moore. He's playing 71% of snaps still. But basically, this show is Cole Komet and DJ Moore, and maybe you sprinkle in some Darnell Mooney. If he is cheap enough, he could be a guy that you maybe want to buy because there is always the long-term aspect of them getting a real quarterback that wants to throw the ball, getting a real offense, and developing plays where Mooney is involved. But for now, it's Komet, it's DJ Moore. The running back room is still, I mean, it's fine. Roshan is playing 25% of snaps. He's been hurt. Khalil Herbert, 49%. He's been hurt. Foreman is really the only guy that's kind of surprising. Hasn't really worked in at all. Only 16% of snaps right now. So the Bears are a shit show. They're not very good. Komet, DJ Moore, and maybe the small case of a Mooney by low. But we don't necessarily expect him to be a long-term answer. Tyler Scott, the young rookie, only playing 27% of snaps. So he's not getting overly involved, but could be a guy who rises throughout the season. Now getting into the Bengals, I'm sure I'll be very brief here. Main running back, Joe Mixon. Top tight end, 
Ish Smith, surprisingly. So he is getting quite involved. 43% of snaps for him. Jamar Chase, of course, top dog playing 97% of offensive snaps. Tyler Boyd at 85%. Could still be a bit of a buy low, but T. Higgins is, of course, back. Has played 61% so far this season. This offense is what it is. It's Higgins, it's Boyd, it's Chase, it's Mixon. Maybe you can make the case for Irv Smith a little bit. I think I said Ish Smith the first time. Wow. Throwback to Philadelphia 76ers journeyman Ish Smith. Baller. Great for fantasy if you did play fantasy. Great for DFS as well. Guy would get a ton of assists. But getting back to football, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, baby. Uh, nothing really to mention here. Trenton Irwin did get some snaps, of course. Now T. Higgins is back. So why do we care? He may be fine. He's probably the top option if someone does get hurt. But I think we all kind of know that by now. Nothing really else to say from the Bengals. They are fine. They are passing 71% of the time, which is great for fantasy football. Oh, Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. What am I going to do with you, Cleveland Browns? It's very difficult to watch this play out because David Njoku has been great. 77% of snaps for David Njoku. Harrison Bryant is second with 31%. But for some reason... Donovan Peoples-Jones plays all these snaps and never gets the ball. Like, if there was a buy low in any offense, Donovan Peoples-Jones may be the number one-ish buy. Like, I'm sure there could be guys you'd make the case for who are actually producing, but this dude is basically just running around out there. Like, how is he playing 87% of snaps and he's done basically nothing for fantasy football? He's played 10% more than Elijah Moore, who's at 77%. He's played 10% more than Amari Cooper, who's only at 76%. It makes zero sense why Donovan Peoples-Jones is not more involved in the offense. Is it Deshaun Watson? Is it the offense? I don't know, but I think we should be looking at DPJ as a guy who could be worth taking a look at, seeing what the price is, because it's like inconceivable that someone is playing this many snaps and doing so little it happens it's football but it's very very odd I'm not saying go out and pay a ton for him but if someone's giving him away he is someone to note that is playing a awful lot of snaps for a guy who is doing absolutely nothing for fantasy football Jerome Ford of course the lead dog Nick Chubb is out Cream Hunt is getting more and more involved every single week one of the more concerning things for the Browns 57% pass rate that's not ideal. That's not great for Amari Cooper. Not great for Elijah Moore. And certainly not great for Donovan Peoples-Jones. But nothing really surprising here for these te- for this team either. We kind of know what the Cleveland Browns are. And until Watson is back, I wouldn't expect it to get much better for these pass catchers. But we'll see. You never know. Uh, but it's Njoku. It's Amari Cooper. It's Elijah Moore who's been playing a lot. And DPJ who, for whatever reason, man, always on the field, but never does anything. So it is what it is. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We wanted bell cow Tony Pollard. We're getting it. 70% of snaps. Tony Pollard is on the field. When you get to the tight ends, you're looking at Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoomaker. Hendershot is working in as well, but Ferguson still 69% of the snaps. Schoomaker, though, has now worked ahead of Hendershot. 133, 33% of snaps. And Hendershot, as I mentioned, only 23 percent of snaps when you're talking about the receivers c lamb of course leading the way but only 77 percent of snaps i mean sure i guess like come on dallas jamar chase 97 percent like let's get some of that for cd lamb michael gallup 70 percent people are wondering about brandon cooks 
only 57%. So it kind of makes sense that he's not doing a lot. You can't score points if you're not on the field. He's only on the field for half the plays. And Jalen Tolbert as well, 37% of snaps. So he is getting on the field a little bit. Kevonte Turpin, of course, is being involved as well, getting his snaps. So that production is going around to that wide receiver three spot. Of course, Tolbert getting some snaps. Turpin getting snaps as well. And Cooks, the majority of the share, but not a ton overall. The encouraging sign, though, is that he is playing similar snaps to Gallup and Lamb. He has 170 snaps in three wide receiver sets, Gallup at 203, Lamb at 204. So hopefully some better things to come for Cooks overall, but he's really only playing in three wide receiver sets where he's seeing 75% of his total snaps. Oh boy, now let's get into the Denver Broncos. Yeah, lots of fun here. Running back room, gross. P. Ryan, 42% of snaps. Williams, 32%. McLaughlin? 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 23% of snaps. They all see their share of snaps. It's fine. I think the more concerning part is that you have very similar snap share usage from Williams and McLaughlin in three wide receiver sets. So single running back sets. You have McLaughlin at 43 snaps and Williams at 49 P. Ryan is the leader there at 96 snaps. So we'll see how this continues to play out. We know that Williams is getting more and more healthy. Hopefully he takes over a larger share of this backfield though, because as it stands right now, we need to see more from Williams for him, for him to even return on his diminished value throughout the preseason. Then of course, at the tight end position, we have Adam Troutman leading the way. He is playing 81% of Denver's offensive snaps. One thing of note with the tight ends though that I think is notable, Greg Dolchich of course is back and he is already playing 62% of his snaps in three wide receiver sets. So in single tight end sets, Dolchich has already played 20 snaps, which is encouraging because that is obviously passing downs, passing sets. And if he can take those away from Adam Troutman, that means good things for him moving forward. And maybe Troutman will be used, utilized more so in two tight end sets and in more run heavy sets than in passing sets. And if Dolchich can take over that role, that would be great for him going forward. At wide receiver, we have a gross outlook here. Cortland Sutton leading the way at 89% of the team snaps. Jerry Judy only 59%, which is not great. Brandon Johnson at 46%, and little Jordan Humphrey, 32%. And of course, the people's champion, Marvin Mims, 28% of snaps. He is playing the lowest amount of snaps in three wide receiver sets. He has the same amount of snaps as little Jordan Humphrey and has played half the amount of snaps as Brandon Johnson and Jerry Judy, which isn't great. That's not great. Marvin Mims has been great when he is on the field, but he is never on the field. And it doesn't seem like that's getting any better. In this offense, you want Cortland Sutton, and that's about it. When you're looking at Jerry Judy, though, it's hard to say you should own him because he's only playing 59% of snaps, and that's just not good enough. Right now, to me, it is really just Cortland Sutton, and he's been, you know, okay in his limited production, but at least he's on the field a lot in this god-awful Denver offense. Now let's talk about the Detroit Lions. Everyone wants to talk about their running back room and how it's Dave Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Craig Reynolds. I mean, we might see some Zonovan Knight, some Divine Zigbo has snaps for this team. It's not even really worth talking about. Hopefully we see more from Gibbs. He's at 30%, but he's missed time. Montgomery's going to miss time. He's at 50%. Reynolds, 20%. Hard to talk about this offense right now from a running back perspective, but what is encouraging, Sam Laporta, 81% of snaps. Yes. Brock Wright is getting involved as well, 49% of snaps. 
but most of them coming in two tight end sets. You have Amra St. Brown, of course, leading the way 77%, and that's including him missing some time. Josh Reynolds, 74%. Marvin Jones, 44%. Khalif Raymond, of course, taking snaps from Amara when he was out, 33%. And then the biggest note here that I think is kind of worth mentioning, Jamison Williams played 10 snaps in three wide receiver sets, but has played 24 snaps in two wide receiver sets. So that is a one running back, two tight end, 12 personnel. Seeing JMO play snaps in that formation is interesting because obviously that is a more run heavy down and great for play action where you can take shots to a player like JMO not playing as much in three wide receiver sets right now. We'll see if that changes, but definitely worth noting Detroit seemingly using JMO more so in 12 personnel where they can take deep shots, deep shots down the field with him. And I think that is great for him in best ball and great for him if you do have him, but you may not see the consistent snaps from him going forward if he's not playing in more three wide receiver sets. And the reason why that's really important that the Lions are playing three wide receiver sets at a 57% rate, but their next highest is 26% where they're playing more 12 personnel with one running back, two tight end, and two wide receivers. Now, I'll probably be brief here when talking about the Packers because they are an absolute dumpster fire trying to figure out who's playing what formations and what snaps. It's just, how do we know what the hell is going on? They are playing three wide receiver sets, 11 personnel at 65% rate. But what does that mean for fantasy football? Romeo Dobbs, uh, 77%. Jaden Reed, 60%. Dontavian Wicks, 53%. Dobbs has been good. I think it is encouraging to see Reed so much, but Reed is playing almost exclusively in three wide receiver sets. 97% of his snap share have come in three wide receiver sets versus Dontavian Wicks, who has seen some work in two wide receiver sets and Samir Tour as well. Some work in two wide receiver sets, but Reed is exclusively playing in three wide receiver sets, which means he's probably playing predominantly in the slot. Luke Musgrave as well has been great to start the year. Missed some time, but still playing 70% of snaps, which is very encouraging from a rookie tight end. He's kind of, you know, slowing down a little bit, but very encouraged by his production. It's just hard to not be a little bit less enthused when you have a player like Sam Laporta absolutely dominating as a rookie. But for what Luke Musgrave should have been expected to do as a rookie, he is definitely delivering the goods there. Josiah DeGuara is getting some snaps, and Tucker Craft is basically not playing at all. He's really only playing when Luke Musgrave isn't playing, and when he does play, most of the time it's in two tight end sets. Now getting into the Houston Texans, there is some notable things to talk about here. Talk about the running backs. Damian Pierce, only 50% of snaps, which is not great because this past week there are concerns going forward after Devin Singletary outsnapped him, so there are concerns and reason to be concerned about Pierce, a player already playing only 50% of snaps, now potentially losing work to his backup in Devin Singletary, Definitely not great to see for him. Now, when you're talking about the tight ends, Dalton Schultz is playing 66% of snaps, most of which are obviously coming in three wide receiver sets. But the other guy who is playing a lot of snaps is Tegan Quinton Tarantino, but he is only playing in two tight end sets. Brevin Jordan is the only other tight end who is playing in three wide receiver sets. So in passing situations, when you have three wide receivers on the field with a single tight end, it is pretty much always going to be Dalton Schultz, which is great for fantasy football. Then talking about the receivers, you have Tank Dell playing 50% of snaps right now, which is great. Nico Collins, 73%. And of course, Robert Woods still playing his fair share as well at 74%. You have Woods and Collins both playing almost 200 snaps in three wide receiver sets and Tank Dell being the third guy for the most part. And I think when healthy, 
Dell will be the third wide receiver in this offense, playing a bit inside and outside. But what's encouraging for Dell is that he's also playing snaps in two wide receiver sets, which is great for him. He's played, it looks like, 60 snaps in two wide receiver sets, which is great because that's very similar to what we've seen from Woods and Collins. A little bit less than them, but definitely not a sizable difference overall. So definitely encouraging to see Dell playing a bit into wide receiver sets because we predominantly view him as a slot guy because he's smaller, but he is getting on the field in two wide receiver sets, and that's why he's playing 50% of the snaps on the year. Now let's get into the Indianapolis Colts. Very simple offense to figure out. Running back, they've been using two, but for the most part, it has been one guy, and that guy has been Zach Moss. We'll see how things churn out now that they have Jonathan Taylor in the fold. Does Zach Moss go away completely? He hasn't so far, so I don't expect him to. When you talk about tight ends, I would focus on Kylan Granson. He's played the most snaps in three wide receiver sets. 72% of his snaps have come in three wide receiver sets. And you do have some Alec Ogletree. You have some Mo Alley Cox. But 55% of snaps for Kylan Granson on the season is a great number. 72% of which have come in three wide receiver sets. So he is a guy you want to be owning and looking at targeting for a future at the tight end position in Indianapolis. And then you get to the wide receivers, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs. That is it. This is what you want to see for fantasy football. Michael Pittman, 99% snap share. I already talked about Jamar Chase and how great his snap share is at 97%. Michael Pittman, 99%. Alec Pierce, 92%. Say what you want about the production. I talked about DPJ and how he's on the field but not getting the ball. Alec Pierce is worth owning because he plays a ton of snaps. And that is a guy that you want to have on your roster. He may seem like a clogger. He may not be doing much for you. But it's better to own him than to own a random slot guy playing 30% of snaps. Because he's not going to see the field. There is always going to be opportunity for Pierce. He's on the field a ton. And of course, Josh Downs. 98% of his snaps are coming in through wide receiver sets. But the Colts are playing 11 personnel. 80% of the time, let me say that again, 80% of the time they are playing in three wide receiver sets, one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. Josh Downs has played more snaps in three wide receiver sets than even Alec Pierce has and is playing 77% of the snaps overall. You need to own Josh Downs because he is on the field a lot and he is producing consolidated target shares are the best thing to fantasy football and Shane Steichen, much like he did in Philly, is doing the same thing for us in Indy. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. How I just love you so much. So, so much. Best thing about this offense, Travis Etienne. 79% of snaps. People worried about Tank Bigsby. Don't be. Because Travis Etienne is playing a ton and being very successful in this offense. Now getting into the tight ends. Evan Ingram, of course, heavily involved. 77% of snaps. Brendan Strange, though, is coming for old Luke Farrell. He's played 33% of snaps. Farrell has played 37%. I expect Strange to get more on the field as the season progresses. Talking about Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Both are playing a large majority of snaps. Ridley at 83%. 
Kirk at 79%. No real difference there. We know the target shares for them and Ingram are all very similar. Zay Jones, of course, falling behind a little bit, but that's only because of missed time. But he is the predominant wide receiver in three wide receiver sets and does get involved a little bit in two wide receiver sets as well. So overall, not a lot to take away here. I think the biggest one is Brenton Strange and kind of monitoring his snaps going forward. But we kind of saw that this week with him getting more and more involved in the offense. Let's talk about old Kansas City. Love me some Kansas City Chiefs, 64% in 11 personnel. We have Isaiah Pacheco leading the way in the running back room, 54% of snaps. Jarek McKinnon, 28%. And while it seems like Clyde's playing a lot, only 18% of snaps when you're talking about tight ends, though. Surprisingly, Noah Gray leading the way at tight end, 62% of snaps. Travis Kelsey, 57%. Now, of course, he has missed some time. And even Blake Bell getting involved, 25%. It seems like Noah Gray is still the backup tight end to own if you're a Kansas City Chiefs tight end truther. Getting into the wide receivers, it is still a lot of Marquez Valdez-Scandling and Sky Moore, but we have seen encouraging things, of course, from Rasheed Rice. When he is on the field, he is producing. He's only played 39% of snaps right now, but I expect that to continue to go up. Justin Watson still fairly heavily involved. He has been banged up a little bit, but he is playing 44% of snaps, so a guy that we don't really love for fantasy football, but is on the field a lot. Going to be a little bit annoying, but Mahomes trusts him, so it makes sense. Sky Moore playing a lot, doing a lot of nothing. Is he a buy low like I've talked about with other guys? Not really. Playing only 60% of snaps right now, slightly lower than MVS at 63%. You want to follow the volume here, and the volume has been going to Rasheed Rice. So even though he's only been playing 39% of snaps on the year, expect that to go up, and I fully expect him to continue to get more involved in this offense. All right, now let's talk about the Rams and probably the craziest thing that I'm seeing right now. 94% of their snaps have come in through our receiver sets. The Rams have only run three formations on the year. And if you really want to filter out the third one, you could say they've only ran two because the only other formation they've run is 12 personnel. They've run 11 personnel and 12 personnel. And that's it. That, that Those are the only two. And there's other teams like the Jaguars. They've run like nine different formations and make that whatever you want it to be. But the Rams, they are one of the better offenses in the NFL for fantasy football for a reason, because they are very consistent and they only run certain systems, certain schemes, and it's been phenomenal for fantasy football. You want to talk about a team that you want to have pieces of Puka Nakua, of course, 90% of snaps, Tutu Atwell, 85% of snaps, 99% of which come and three wide receiver sets. Van Jefferson was at 65%. Of course, his snaps have been replaced with Cooper Cup. And once again, that is what you want. You want those guys. You want Cup. You want Atwell. Even though he's not getting a ton of targets, he is playing a ridiculous number of snaps. And as I mentioned, say what you want about the production. The Rams run three wide receivers 95% of the time. That means Tutu Atwell is on the field 95% of the time. And that is important. The only time he doesn't play is when they bring on Ben Skronik, which is not very often. Tutu Atwell on the year, 343 snaps. Ben Skronik, 69. So that's a big discrepancy. Atwell will continue to get a ton of snaps. He is a guy who beats man very, very well compared to Nakua, who is better at beating zone. Of course, Cooper Cup can beat anybody. But the Rams, phenomenal offense for fantasy football. Kyron Williams, 
I mean, 82% of snaps, 97% of snaps in three wide receiver sets. Cam Akers played some when they were in two wide receiver sets. But as I mentioned, you want these guys. It's Kyron, it's Puka, it's Tutu, and it's Cooper Cup. And that's why I like Matthew Stafford, man. If you're going to be an offense that runs three wide receiver sets 95% of the time, I want your quarterback because you're going to throw the ball. Now getting into the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers backfield, again, a bit of a mess due to injuries. We have seen Josh Kelly, of course, take the majority of the snaps, 57%. Austin Eckler, 26%. But a little bit of, of Isaiah Spiller, which is encouraging, but he's still basically nothing burger for fantasy football. Josh Kelly, do I want to own him? No. Is he playing? Yes. And that's basically the end of that. He is a guy that if Eckler is out, maybe you start him. He hasn't shown a lot though, if we're being real honest. And now Eckler is back. I'm not saying you drop him, but not a lot to see from Josh Kelly. When we're talking about tight ends, it is still Gerald Everett. He's playing 61% of snaps and playing the large majority of snaps in three wide receiver sets. Now, Donald Parham has played more snaps than him in two tight end sets, Part of the reason why is he is effective around the goal line and in those short yardage situations, they have been using Parham a lot and he is playing 44% of snaps overall as well. So that is worth noting in terms of the tight ends. I still want Everett and I think in some best ball leagues, especially Parham has been a usable option, even if in reality it's touchdown or bust. At receiver, we have seen Josh Palmer play more and more. He's already playing 75% of snaps. Keenan Allen, of course, 91% of snaps. Mike Williams still has a 50% snap share, but of course, that will change a little bit. Quinn Johnston, for everyone who wants Quinn Johnston to be a thing, only 33% of snaps so far. Since Mike Williams is going out, I'm sure that number has gone up considerably. 86% of Quinton Johnson's snaps have come in three wide receiver sets, which is a bit of an issue because he's probably not going to see targets ahead of Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. And so if he is on the field, he's doing those wind sprints because we know that they're going to get the ball to Allen and they're going to get the ball to Palmer. And they might even get the ball to Everett and Parham before they get the ball to Quinton Johnson. He needs to get on the field in two wide receiver sets a little bit more if he wants to be more viable for fantasy football. All right, now let's get into the Las Vegas Raiders, who Josh Jacobs, of course, lion's share of the running back touches, 78% of snaps. And this is a great stat. Yes, Michael Mayer has officially outsnapped Austin Hooper, which is great because we've been waiting for this Michael Mayer breakout. He plays a large majority of snaps in two tight end sets. But he has not played in playing as many in single tight end sets where they're playing 11 personnel. But now, finally, he has passed Austin Hooper. His time is coming. Michael Mayer. Love the buy low for Michael Mayer if he's attainable because he is going to get more involved. He is playing more than Austin Hooper officially. And I think his time is coming. When we're talking about the wide receivers, Devonta Adams, of course, 94% of snaps. Jacoby Myers, 81%, but he did miss some time. Hunter Renfro, Still playing only 37% of snaps, 97% of which are coming in three wide receiver sets. So Renfro's been fine, but you want Adams, you want Myers. They both play in obviously three wide receiver sets and two wide receiver sets. They are pretty much the only players playing in two wide receiver sets, which is very, very important. And when you're talking about Jacoby Myers, a player that we love, but we don't really respect in terms of his production, he is playing almost identical to what Adams plays in two wide receiver sets. 60 and 59 when they're playing with two running backs. 34 to 30 when they're playing with two tight ends. 
So when you look at it overall, they're basically neck and neck when they're playing, and Adams is playing slightly more, like ever so slightly more than Myers. But most of the time, when there's two wide receivers on the field, it's Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams. Oh boy, we're on to the Miami Dolphins. And this is this is honestly ridiculous. Tyreek Hill is the best player in fantasy football. Best receiver, at least. And in terms of war, he's actually number one. But for some reason, he is only playing 65% of the snaps. The Miami Dolphins are so good. They don't even need Tyreek Hill to play 70% of snaps. That is absurd. Like, that doesn't make any sense. As good as the Miami Dolphins are, the player who is playing the most snaps for them is still Durham Smythe. He is still the highest snap player on the Miami Dolphins. It's not Raheem Mostert, which makes sense because the running backs rotate. Okay, that's fine. But ahead of Tyreek Hill by over 50 snaps, which is insane. Like, that is crazy. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So when you talk about the Dolphins, they primarily play either a 21 personnel or an 11 personnel. That is 91% of their plays. So that's a two-back system or a single back, single tight end, three wide receiver set. That's part of the reason why they don't play as much in terms of the receivers. Braxton Berrios plays almost exclusively in 11 personnel, three wide receivers. 92% of his snaps come from that formation. He is the third leading receiver in terms of snap share, 43%. Jalen Waddle has missed some time, but still playing 60% of snaps. So good for Waddle, still getting on the field. But just insane that Tyreek Hill only plays 65% of snaps and is still one of the best players in fantasy football because he's just so damn good. The Dolphins, not much to talk about here. They're going to be good. Like, they are. Raheem Mostert is phenomenal. HM, whenever he comes back, is going to be great. Tua, obviously, is unreal. Like, he's so good. So I'm not too worried about the Dolphins. There's not really any hidden value here. Maybe Berrios, if you want to get the third wide receiver, which they only play 44% of the time. So it's not a great role, but... It is a reasonable role, and we have seen him see some fantasy fantasy success, especially when Jalen Waddle is not playing, but obviously, he's back now. Another disciple of the Sean McVay greatness that I was spewing nonsense about earlier, talking about the Rams' Kevin O'Connell and his Vikings offense, while they are terrible, and that's not great for us, they're, they're not a good team, what they do very well is they do the things that we want for fantasy football. They run their running back 72% of the time. Alexander Madison, 72% of snaps. They are in 11 personnel 65% of the time, and they pass out of that formation 80% of the time, which is great. Talking about the targets, TJ Hawkinson, 83% of the snaps, which is phenomenal for fantasy football. KJ Osborne, 91% of snaps, still out-snapping Jordan Addison. I mean, at this point with Jefferson out, he has to, but definitely... A little annoying, to be honest, overall. When we talked about KJ before, he's still playing a lot, playing in two wide receiver sets. Addison not playing as much in two wide receiver sets, but he has been playing more recently, especially with Jefferson being out. But KJ was always playing in two wide receiver sets with Jefferson and, of course, playing in three wide receiver sets as well. Talking about Addison, most of his snaps come in three wide receiver sets. And then Brandon Powell, same thing. 100% of his snaps have come in three wide receiver sets, so don't expect to see him when there's only two wide receivers on the field. It will be Addison, and it will be Osborne, and when Jefferson comes back, 
We'll see what happens, but we may continue to see Addison only play in three wide receiver sets, which isn't terrible. 65% of their plays, they are playing in 11 personnel, but hope to see a little bit more from Addison, but he is playing 70% of snaps right now, so I can't be too discouraged with those numbers overall. Josh Oliver, not going to be a big receiving weapon, but he is on the field 38% of the time. Be curious to see what his role could be if a Hawkinson injury did occur. But for now, it's KJ, it's Addison, it's Madison, and unfortunately for us, it's still Kirk Cousins. Kirk's been okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog on Kirk too much. He's been all right. He gets his weapons the ball. They've been fine. Just hopefully Jefferson can come back and this offense can continue to be all right. Holy smokes, there's a lot of teams in the NFL. My goodness. Um, New England Patriots. We've only seen Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott on the field in terms of running backs. That is good. Ramondre playing 67% of snaps. Zeke playing 36%. So two to one in terms of Stevenson to Zeke, which is fine. Hunter Henry, 80%. Gasicki, 52%. Cool. Whatever. Like this offense stinks. Kendrick Bourne is playing 72% of snaps, which is good. Devontae Parker, 69%. Then beyond that, we've seen a little bit of Pop Douglas almost exclusively in Three wide receiver sets, 90% of his snaps have come in three wide receiver sets. Same with Kayshawn Boutte when he is healthy. 93% of his snaps have also come in three wide receiver sets. We'll see Kendrick Bourne. We'll see Devontae Parker. If Juju comes back, if he's okay, we'll see. But he's played 50% of snaps as well. Most of, well, not most of which have been in the slot, but 50-50. He's been kind of spread out in three wide receiver sets and two wide receiver sets. But Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, the only only wide receivers you really want to consider owning at all. Pat Stink, drop them all. No one should honestly care. They're terrible. Let's move on. I think I have just unlocked the key. I think I have finally figured out why this Saints offense is so terrible. And it is the exact opposite of this Rams offense. Let me just, I don't want to make bad audio, but let's just go through and count how many formations the Saints have run this season? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Now, a lot of those plays are a lot of them are eight snaps or less. So it's not like they're playing these a ton. But, like, what the hell are we doing here? The Rams are playing all of two formations. Two. That's it. That They have one formation they've ran one snap out of. So they're basically playing two formations. The Saints are playing 11 personnel 44% of the time. They are playing one running back, no tight ends, three wide receivers 17% of the time. They are playing 12 personnel 14% of the time. They're playing... 11 personnel with only two tight ends, so probably an extra down lineman, another 10% of the time. Like, this offense is, it's honestly just god-awful. Like, there's nothing else to say about this here. This is probably one of the most egregious charts I've looked at doing this show. Like, this is, this is absurd. Alvin Kamara's been great, going to continue to be great. 38% of snaps, but of course, way higher when you factor in that fact that he's coming back. I'm not going to bother pulling the week four on data. I'm sure it's all Kamara. We've seen that. We know that. Foster Moreau, Jimmy Graham, Jawan Johnson, all these guys, 33%. Jawan Johnson's hurt right now. But Morrow, we know that Taysom Hill is going to be involved. The biggest thing is the receivers. Chris Olave, 80% of snaps, 
that's good. Michael Thomas, 80%, that's good. Rashid Shaheed, also good at 63%. And I think the biggest thing with Shaheed that I continue to tell people, he's also playing a little bit in two wide receiver sets, so that's good for him. But it is mostly Olave and Michael Thomas. Rashid Shaheed is playing the majority of his snaps in three wide receiver sets, whether it's this one tight end system or a no tight end system that they have um, or they are running in New Orleans. Most of his snaps come in either of those two, both of which feature three wide receivers. And it is mostly Olave and Michael Thomas in these two wide receiver sets. But still love Shahid, of course, and great to see him playing 63% of snaps. But overall, not much else to take away here. I never want to look at this ever again. This is absolutely disgusting. Like, this is disgusting, and I'm just, I am, I am floored looking at this, like absolutely floored, and I'm sorry if this is bad audio, but this is just, this is something. To look at the Rams and see them playing three formations, and that's it, 95% of which are out of one formation, and the Saints are playing 20 different formations. Like, that makes zero sense, and it makes perfect sense why they stink on offense. Now let's analyze Brian Dable's offense in New York, running back share. I mean, half Matt Breida, half Saquon Barkley. That's pretty much it. We are seeing Darren Waller used a lot. 84% of snaps for him, which is great to see. Daniel Bellinger also seeing 43% of snaps, most of them, of course, coming in these two tight end sets, but he is getting some snaps in single tight end sets as well. So that's worth noting. Daniel Bellinger could be a guy that is a little bit underrated right now and is continuing to get on the field. So if you are in some tight end premium leagues that are very deep, best ball, of course, could be a guy you look at. He is someone that we kind of left for dead because Darren Waller got there. And while the results haven't been there, he has been on the field quite a bit. Now getting into the wide receivers, Darius Slayton, of course, 79% of snaps, that's great for him, but Isaiah Hodgins, only 49%, which is not great. The encouraging thing for Hyatt, though, is that he is playing in two wide receiver sets, 46 snaps in 12 personnel, Isaiah Hodgins has 66, and Darius Slayton has 84. So yes, it is a little bit less, but it's encouraging to see him get on the field in some of these two wide receiver sets, because as I mentioned with Jamison Williams, that is when you can take some shots with your speedy wide receiver down the field. Then of course, you have Paris Campbell, almost exclusively three wide receiver sets. Wondell Robinson, same situation, almost exclusively in these three wide receiver sets. 37% snap share for both those guys. They'll be on the field. Wandell is definitely coming on strong, especially recently, and definitely intrigued by him going forward to see how these results change. The Jets offense is really no surprise here. Brees Hall, 47% of snaps. Dalvin Cook, 27%. Michael Carter, 26%. Brees Hall doing much better recently, especially getting way more snaps finally. They have decided to unlock Brees Hall. Tyler Conklin is the major tight end worth noting here. 72% of snaps and 60% of those coming in three wide receiver sets. He has 150 snaps in those three wide receiver sets. CJ Uzama only has 40 and Jeremy Ruckert has 23. Garrett Wilson leading the way at wide receiver. 91% of snaps, but Alan Lazard, not far behind him at 88%. Not a whole lot to see from the Jets offense. They are god-awful. 
And hopefully Zach Wilson can be better, but that is the breakdown. Maybe Lazard is a guy that you want to consider having. That should really be no surprise because he's pretty much the only guy out there that can block for any of the running backs. Down to the home stretch, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, another team. Man, four formations. I freaking love it. I, I love it. It just it makes the chart look so simple. It's so easy to read. I am just loving this. DeAndre Swift, baby. 57% of snaps. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. He's been great so far this year. Dallas Goddard also playing 92% of these snaps. Devontae Smith, 98%. A.J. Brown, 93%. And Olamide Zacchaeus, surprisingly, 48% of snaps. The main wide receiver of note in those three wide receiver sets. Of course, Quez Watkins is working in as well, but Zacchaeus has almost doubled Quez Watkins' snaps. So if you were looking to pick up a wide receiver three in Philly, it would definitely be Olamide Zacchaeus over Quez Watkins. Now let's talk about the wretched Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Najee Harris only playing 53% of snaps, which is interesting. I mean, not that I expected it to be, I guess I expected it to be a little higher. Jalen Warren doesn't see that many opportunities relative to Najee, but he's still playing 46% of snaps. The issue is he's in there to block a lot of the times. He's in there to protect Kenny Pickett. But yeah, interesting snap share between Harris and Warren. Um, 154 for Harris, 135 for Jalen Warren. Anthony McFarland's only played four snaps on the year, so nothing more than mop-up duty. It's a two-back system, and they're both playing about 50%. Hopefully, Warren can continue to see more opportunities, but we all know they're going to continue to hand it to Harris, and that is what it is, basically. We have Pat Fryermuth and Darnell Washington at tight end, basically both playing 50% of snaps. We know that Fryermuth has missed some time. Washington has kind of filled in for that role. Not a lot of production, though, coming from the tight ends in Pittsburgh. And same for the wide receivers. George Pickens leading the way, 92% of offensive snaps. Allen Robinson, woof, 87% of snaps. But Calvin Austin playing a decent amount, 72% of snaps. For everything Matt Canada isn't, he is doing his best to keep three wide receivers on the field. It's just, can they actually get the ball to those players? That's the biggest question. But in terms of these players and how they're being utilized in the offense, it's three guys, it's Pickens, it's Robinson, and it's Calvin Austin. And hopefully when Deontay Johnson does come back, we see it be Deontay, Pickens, and Calvin Austin, but it might be Deontay Robinson and Pickens. So we'll see how Calvin Austin's role can change, but overall he may be a guy that is worth having on some rosters because he is getting on the field. He just needs to maximize that opportunity. And we have seen that in the form of deep shots. So in some best ball leagues, Calvin Austin, is definitely a viable player that you want to have on some of your rosters. The Seattle Seahawks, definitely a team that I was intrigued to look to see how these snaps and formations break down for them. They are playing some 11 personnel, but only 58% of the time. Talking about the running backs, Kenneth Walker, 64% of snaps. Zach Charbonnet, 29%. DJ Dallas, 12%. We talk about the tight ends, Colby Parkinson, Noah Fant, Will Disley in that order. Parkinson is playing 54% of snaps, Noah Fant 50%, and Will Disley 36%. All three tight ends have been utilized. You never really know who's the guy, but it, maybe it's Parkinson. You never know. Him and Fant have played the exact same number of snaps in 11 personnel, so single tight end at 73 
I don't know which one you want to own. I think you want to own shares of all of them in best ball just to see which one hits week in and week out. I think they're all viable. They all get some work and I think are all worth rostering in some of those deeper leagues and tight end premium leagues, especially. Now getting into the wide receivers. Everyone wants to know about Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. 57% of snaps. The big issue does not play in two wide receiver sets. 92% of his snaps have come in three wide receiver sets where he is playing with Tyler Lockett, 81% of snaps, and DK Metcalf, 80% of snaps. So until Met- until Metcalf or Lockett are injured, we're not going to see JSN see a large majority of snaps. And this is even more concerning because when those guys aren't on the field, it's Jake Bobo getting on the field who has played 31% of snaps and getting a decent amount of run in some of those two wide receiver sets. So if you're talking about deep best ball, maybe Jake Bobo is a guy you want to consider owning because if there was an injury to Lockett or Metcalf, there is a pretty good chance He's the guy to kind of fill that role, even ahead of JSN. Now, they may slightly tweak how they run the offense, but it's definitely interesting to see him play a decent amount of snaps. And when you look at even four wide receiver sets, you have Bobo and JSN and Lockett all playing 11 snaps in four wide receiver sets, which isn't concerning, but Bobo definitely is a viable option in some best ball formats and a guy that you could have on some deep, deep dynasty rosters. Now let's see if I can find any hidden value on the San Francisco 49ers. And what do you know? Not really, right? The only real note is Jawan Jennings is running a decent amount of routes and playing a lot of snaps, 36%, most of which are coming in three wide receiver sets. But of course, then he has to compete for targets with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Debo, 74%, Ayuk, 64%. Of course, some have missed some time. George Kittle, 88% of total snaps. Christian McCaffrey, 78%. This offense is dope, man. Like, there's nothing else to say, really. They run 21 personnel a lot, and when they're not running 21 personnel, they're running 11 personnel, and that's basically the entire offense. They're great. Not a lot to talk about here. Ronnie Bell is getting involved a little bit, but still behind Ray-Ray McLeod in terms of total snaps. Juwan Jennings is really the best ball dart you want to have, but I feel like a lot of people know that Juwan Jennings isn't exactly a secret in some of these deeper best ball type of leagues. He's a guy who gets on the field, plays in three wide receiver sets, and is viable in certain leagues and formats, especially ones that are best ball. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White, 78% of snaps. Sean Tucker has actually outsnapped Keyshawn Vaughn, even though Keyshawn Vaughn has been kind of a thing recently. I don't know. Very interesting to see Sean Tucker right there at 10% with Keyshawn Vaughn. But it is the Rashad White show. But it is also the Kate Otten show. 97% of snaps for Kate Otten. My goodness. Chris Godwin as well. 83% of snaps. Mike Evans, 69%. But the guy that is worth highlighting is Trey Palmer. Last week, he saw a ton of air yards. Just Baker Mayfield kept on missing him. He has played... 165 snaps in three wide receiver sets, which is actually more than Mike Evans. Now, Mike Evans has missed some time, been banged up at times, but Trey Palmer continues to play a decent amount in three wide receiver sets and is playing 60% of snaps overall. So that is definitely worth noting and definitely a guy that you may want to look to acquire because if anything does change for Evans or Godwin in the future, Trey Palmer could be a guy that has some sneaky fantasy value because... While we don't really view him as an asset right now because of the quarterback, 
if the offense changes a little bit or one of those guys leaves, Trey Palmer, it's probably going to be the guy who steps in and takes over a sizable role in the offense going forward. Oh God, let's talk about the gross Tennessee Titans offense. Derrick Henry, 56% of snaps. Tajay Spears, 51%. The biggest story here really is that Tajay Spears significantly outsnaps Derrick Henry in 11 personnel. He plays 72% of his snaps in 11 personnel. Derrick Henry only plays 26% of his snaps in 11 personnel. That's one of the reasons why their snap shares are very close. Shigakonkwo hasn't been great this year, but he is playing 71% of snaps, so that is encouraging. The leading snap getter at wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans is Nick Westbrook-Akine, 76%. DeAndre Hopkins, 72%. Chris Moore, 47%. And Traylon Burks, 38%. You guys know I don't care. Like, this offense just stinks. You want DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe you want Nick Westbrook-Akine. But, like... What are we doing here? Tajay Spears has been great. We, we've loved what we've seen from him. Chica Conco doesn't get the ball. Trayvon Wesco still playing 45% of snaps. I don't know why. This is just an, an awful, awful, gross offense. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're moving on. There's nothing to talk about here. This, this team stinks. And finally, the Washington Commanders. Thank goodness we're at the end. Brian Robinson is leading the running backs in snaps right now. 49%. The key point here is that he's played 44 snaps in 12 personnel, which is a running down to Antonio Gibson's 17. So almost three times the amount of snaps that Gibson has got in 12 personnel. Now Gibson has outsnapped him in 11 personnel, but even still, Brian Robinson has 136 snaps in 11 personnel to Gibson's 161. So we have seen Gibson in on more passing downs and single back sets and Robinson in a little bit more when they were running with double tight ends in a more rushing style of formation. So no real surprise there. They are splitting work, but Robinson has drastically outproduced Gibson this year, but the snap share is quite similar for both those guys. Logan Thomas is playing 62% of snaps, which is great for him. John Bates, 39%. Cole Turner, 22%. Then getting into the receivers. Jahan Dodson, 83%. Terry McLaurin, 82%. Curtis Samuel, 67%. Diami Brown, though, getting a little bit involved at 27%. Byron Pringle, 13%. This offense spreads the ball around a ton, but at least Dotson and McLaurin are getting on the field. Samuel is getting a ton of volume, though, to be fair to him, but it is all in three wide receiver sets. 99% of his snaps are in three wide receiver sets, which is fine because Washington is running three wide receiver sets 79% of the time. So most of the time they are in three wide receiver sets, and Samuel is the primary third option in those sets. So great for Samuel. He has been pretty solid. If you did get him as a very cheap option, because he has been seeing the volume and kind of at the expense of McLaurin and Dodson, who've just been okay relative to their draft costs for fantasy football. Now I know I talked a lot and I don't even know how long this pod's going to be, but if you tuned in, I hope you took some nuggets from some of these snap shares, the formation data and what I try to deliver. I wish I could have condensed it more, but I just kind of talked through it, right? You may have to pause, you may have to rewind and re-listen, but it's just important to note out who's playing, 
where are they playing, when are they playing, and when should we expect them on the field for fantasy football. I talk about Tutu Atwell and how he's a guy that even though the Rams don't seem like they're a fantasy-friendly offense for three options, he's on the field a ton and they run that formation a ton. So at some point, he's going to get the ball more likely than not. And I think that's a perfect situation where you can look at this data and have a takeaway where we're saying maybe we shouldn't be all the way out on a Tutu Atwell. But that's it for me. Thank God this show is over. Took me forever to get through all this data. I've been recording for like 80, almost 90 minutes now. So I'm sorry if this show was really long. I'm sorry if there's mistakes in the editing, but I freaking love all of you who tune in each and every week. And I hope you take something away from this because it is great information, great data. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Richards, and I will see you guys in the next episode. I'm out. Peace.